Football is a game of aesthetics. It's all about what does it look like? Football is a game of tradition. The man who wins the penalty can't take it. <laughs> Football is a game of passion. Oh, bollocks, Villa have scored. And that is why we love it. Fuck me, why is this stupid game back? I think that was a real low point for me in my life. It's time to turn the volume down. Goals scored by new signings are the only ones that count. Penalties don't count. And Mamoru Saku having an absolute howler. That doesn't count either. The worst 90 minutes of football in Premier League history. He's a fraud. Sedan's a fraud. Everyone's favourite statistical fraud. Brendan Rodgers. All about the aesthetics, that's what we like to see. That is just a bit of stat padding. Individual sport masquerading as a team game. Look at his Instagram, he's the ultimate beta male. BBC Sport decided to advertise their TikTok account. Yuck. <laughs> it just doesn't get any better than that. Hello, hello, and welcome to Under the Floodlights, and what a perfect way to send us all into the international break. Super Sunday actually lives up to its name. Mike Dean ruins Pep Guardiola's day's fourth official. Mike Dean tries to ruin my Saturday from Stockley Park. Leicester bottle it. Brighton went on XG, but not in real life. Chris has himself in a pretzel over Brentford beating West Ham, and of course Watford are the first club to sack their manager. I'm top podcaster Bailey Hutchison, and alongside me is Chris Ringland on a day where Facebook, Instagram and WhatsApp have all crapped themselves. Um, Chris, how are you? Yeah, I- I'm good. It's good to speak to you on a, a Monday, Bailey, because we had our own absolute nightmare uh, with technology last night. Honestly, it's been a disaster. <laughs> um, but but funny enough, now we've got clean feed working, but WhatsApp, Facebook, and Instagram aren't working. So honestly, everything that could go wrong is going wrong right now. We literally have yeah. an hour to bash this out, so we're not going <laughs> to hang about. Chris, <laughs> Liverpool Man City had a game, and last season I described this game as the worst forty-five minutes of Premier League football I'd seen just before an international break. Yeah. This season lived up to it. What a night day. Okay, yeah, and look, it was you know the. It was a Premier League classic and all the all you know, so and so usual cliches. Et cetera, et cetera. It was it was great. Um do, uh, what uh what did you think of Pep getting a bit angsty, uh Billy? Was was all about it. Yeah. Uh because as you know, I hate the whole Anfield myth. Well, well Liverpool are to, right. Liverpool are right. Yeah, you yeah. have to give them certain things because it's Anfield and I yeah. love that just after the game he actually caught himself on a bit because <laughs> he was like, Oh uh m- m- Milner would have been sent off, but we're at Anfield, you know, and then he went, oh, we're at Old Trafford, you know, stuff like that. He was trying to bring other teams into it, so it didn't just seem like a Liverpool thing. Yeah, totally. And um, I have to say that I feel like Rodri, his tackle towards the end, is that is that one of the best tackles in Premier League history? Is that too much credit? <sighs> Yeah, I think it is too much okay. credit for me. Fantastic. Oh. <laughs> like, I, I was all, couldn't believe he had made it, mm-hmm. but Fabinho, he's blocking. So right, that, that right. takes a lot away from it. No, that is that is legitimate. Um, uh, yeah, and yeah, like so they're saying, you know, Salah's goal was like was like one of the best, you know, one of the best ever sort of thing. And I do have to say, to be fair to Mohamed Salah, um, I'm like he's not he's not Messi and Ronaldo, but. For a guy who's been there now since was it twenty seventeen or something? Yeah, at um, least. G- guys probably up there with like, you know, best Premier League players of all time. Um, oh yeah, definitely. He's like he's he's on that right wing. If he did an all time Premier League eleven right now, yeah, and yeah, games like this, especially a big game where for the first goal is assist, where he just kind of lifts it over Rodri and then a yeah. good pass. Stuff like that, and then an Eden Hazard esque goal. I think he had to score this goal 
just so Eden Hazard didn't have the best goal ever at Anfield. <laughs> and that's being stirred in the pot, by the way. I just want to see the reaction to that one. <laughs> well, dudes, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. Quite, quite a bit to take away from the game, because obviously, to all, a world-class performance from Mo Salah. Sky Sports were given us that Phil Foden equally had a world-class afternoon, Chris, such so that... Gary gave out a joint man of the match, which is yeah. a crime against football. I was, I, I, I was going to bring this up as well. I mean, we, we can't, we can't be doing that. No, we can't be having that one bit. And then, and then of course, like Billy, he, he, he then said, "Oh well, you know, hopefully they'll do the interview together." You know, so he, he's making like the Sky Sports staff faff about yeah, getting exactly. together. He's just doing that so that. He can have his own fantasy fulfilled of these two interviewed at the same time. It's completely ridiculous. And, and then he said, "Oh well, actually, they're probably in their bubbles, so they probably can't bubbles." <laughs> like I, I know, I know, pandemic's not over, but like you know, have you seen yeah. the stadiums, Gary? Yeah, they're literally just <laughs> they're they're on the same pitch. <laughs> you know, they have shook hands at some point here. Let them stand beside each other, work away. Yeah. Um, he kept on pointing out how um, Kevin De Bruyne didn't have the best game. Uh, yeah, how he scored. Complete classic Sky Sports thing. It's like let's bury this guy for a bit, and then De Bruyne scores his own world. Like, like unfortunately for Kevin, like in this game, he's thinking, "Oh, I scored a class goal," but unfortunately, yeah. there's been others that have been far better. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. For Kevin, uh, one thing that completely threw me off guard before the game is that Kevin De Bruyne is thirty. Yeah. Like, just yeah. for, for whatever reason in my head, I'm just thinking he's forever 26, 27. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, so it, it means that at some point, like, I mean, I mean, he, he can he can do, like, Luka Modric, and he can kind of go a bit deeper and play for yeah, longer. Yeah, play um, forever. Yeah, um, I think Modric is probably coming 37, and he's still elite. Um, so, mm. but, yeah, it's, it's a shame, because it, it means that, like, you know, time's kind of running out on... On uh, yeah, kind of one of one of the best as well. So. Yeah, well, a, a man who t- time, well, especially in the position he's put in on Sunday, a man whose time is running out. James Milner, Chris, torrid afternoon. Um, yeah, like, I, I mean, I'm still just so impressed with Milner that he, he is at that level still. But um, that's probably the first game in a long time where he actually has been a liability. Yeah, like sh- should have had three yellows. There was the, the initial foul on Foden, yeah. which wasn't given because it was just outside the box. And the Anfield. referee, yeah, well, it was Anfield as well. But the referee had already decided that it wasn't a penalty, and then VR couldn't re- review that. Right. And then there was another one on Foden where it was just blatant yellow. And to be fair to Tierney, he actually pulled out the yellow card. Mm-hmm. But that third one, I cannot believe he got away with that. Um, yeah, you, you can understand, Pep. No, I, I, I absolutely, because it is the Anfield thing. And then whenever Pep turns around fuming, and the face he's greeted with is Mike Dean chewing gum. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, sent you over the edge. I, 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 I don't understand the role of the fourth official, Billy, because all they seem to do is you just have to immediately defend the decisions that you didn't make. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, I, it's the worst I, role in the world. Yeah, I, I, do, I, don't, I don't get why anyone would want to do that. Uh, yeah, no, I completely agree because all you're doing is, especially say you don't like the other official, you don't like the guy who's reffing, and you're yeah. going, oh, flip. I'm yeah, fourth official for, yeah, I'm fourth official for Tierney this weekend. Yeah. 
Because what, what, what do they officially have to do? Because they don't even have to do the sub board now because the coaches seem to do that. The, the coaches do that. I think literally all it is is in case the ref gets injured in the warm-up. Is not all they're there for. It's right. just in case they need another ref. Right. You know, because you can't have a situation where Jürgen starts pointing at a member of his staff where what, it's like, oh, well, yeah. we might need you to ref today, you know. Yeah, and, and then you come to the point of um, the, the reserve fourth official. That's not a job you want to do. <laughs> Here, I would take it up, to be honest. <laughs> Well, it's been paid, yeah. <laughs> There's worse ways there in 11. Yeah. Uh, we spoke about it a bit last week, Chris, with Bruno Fernandes about players needing to get themselves off social media. <laughs> Ederson this weekend. Oh, what what, uh, what was he doing? I didn't, He's uh, a disgrace. Oh, you know the way you look at Ederson, <laughs> you see the tattoos, you see the way he just charges out of people. Ederson on his Instagram this weekend, and it's a good thing that I noticed this last night and not today because I wouldn't see it right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is he posted a tough game on a tough day for me, weakened from a tummy ache, but there are no excuses. Then, come on here, why are you... T- like, what's tummy the point ache. of this? A tummy ache. Tum- tummy ache. We're talking about a multi-million pound athlete going <laughs> off a tummy ache, but no excuses for me. We've just been through a global pandemic. <laughs> He's complaining about a tummy ache. Almost let's five-a-side children stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't believe it. This is actually worse than Fernandez. Yeah, no, that is. Um, yeah, like, the, the must get some chat though from like the club staff about you know, lads, do you just really have to you know, do you just have to do the social media? You know, like well, I would like to think one of his teammates is digging him out. Well, indeed, yeah. Because I found well, I find this interesting as well that on a, a game where De Bruyne was on the pitch and also Kyle Walker, Ruben Diaz is Man City's captain. Yeah, I, I find it interesting that he is that level for them. Well, I um, think it's just interesting. Kyle Walker especially. Like, I think that just sums up Kyle Walker, that he's been at City however many years now, won everything, bar Champions League with him, <laughs> and still isn't trusted with that responsibility. But some Portuguese guy who's been there for a cup of coffee has it. Who, who by the way, is, I think, younger than us. Yeah, I think, he, I think he's our same age. Like if you look at me beside Ruben Diaz, you're thinking different species, never mind different ages. Um, May 97. Oh, that's, that's actually horrendous. That's, that's awful. Oh, PFA Player of the Year last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, makes you, that makes you just contemplate everything, doesn't it? Indeed. <laughs> uh, one player that stood out for me, because we've already discussed sort of the... The, the Salah thing, you know, every, everyone's going to go on about Salah. I want to point out someone else who I adore now as a result of this. Bernardo Silva. What? Bernardo Silva hates Liverpool and hates Anfield like a player I've never seen before and I live for it. <laughs> so it's, he he lives to be booed by this crowd. <laughs> but like just what he does on the pitch, the Anfield crowd is phenomenal. His run uh-huh. where he sort of took a by five or six players, took by the entire midfield, put Van Dyke on his backside, and then mm-hmm. slotted through Foden. Mm. He has to have had words with Foden after the game because Aye. he's robbed them of an all-time assist there. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. His, his XT, his expected threat, would have improved that, <laughs> but nothing else. Honestly, Foden should have had three or four. That's what, I wouldn't have given him man of the match because of the chances he missed. What, yeah, well, yeah, um, because because on that guy Neville. Yeah, I'm like, all right, we can actually make a decision. 
I'm not getting the Gary Neville's political side at the moment and <laughs> reasons why I may have to share things out more often. Oh, oh interesting. <laughs> but yeah, we'll not go down that route. Uh, is there anyone else you want to pick up on before before we move on? Oh, no, I'm very glad to move on from Liverpool and Man City since they're my two least favourite teams in the Premier League. So, yeah. <laughs> well, there's oh, just before we go on, there's, there's one story I did see where... Uh, Man City staff have put in a complaint to Liverpool alleging oh. that um, a member of the staff was spat on by a Liverpool fan. So uh, just on behalf of Jimmy Carragher, I'd like to apologise for the Man City staff. <laughs> now, they say allege. I feel like that's something that you know could, could quite easily be proven. Um, yeah, I think if you're spat on. I mean, it's pretty pretty clear cut. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's binary. It's one I, or zero. You either I, were or you weren't. Uh, but on to Ma- Manchester United. Uh, don't win again Man United Um, I just like I'm so confused by Everton as well but like oh yeah can't can't make a judgement there so 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 Andros Townsend really um, so he does he does the celebration yeah now I'm not really about the celebration but I'll tell you what I'm even less about is in the post-match interview after um, he claims that rather than mocking Cristiano Ronaldo as he scores at Old Trafford (laughs) He was merely just paying homage to his, quote, idol. Oh, it's a bit of respect, is it? No, 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 Billy. I feel like that's not really how you show respect um, <laughs> to to your so-called idol, whatever that means. Um, yeah, by completely messing up the celebration. Like, I was all about this. Yeah. He didn't even do it correctly. Like, his, ar- his arms were all over the place. So they were, yeah. which I quite like, because it means it, it does show he hasn't practiced it. Because I think if oh, he'd done it yeah. perfectly, it would have been even dorkier. Like, I, I just, I don't really understand. And, like, he's, he's quite interesting as well, because I don't know whether you've noticed, Bailey, he's been trying to get into the media scene early. Um, like, he had a podcast or something over the summer. It was the BBC oh, or something oh, like that. Um, oh, yeah, over the summer, that's not a time for a podcast. Any anyone with a sense knows that. But but, but that's why I was so confused because I was like, you know, the guy's obviously just kind of running out his Crystal Palace contract, and he's kind of you know probably going to go in the Championship next year or something. And then he goes to Everton and kind of yeah lives it up. I mean, like I think Ronaldo was a bit peeved off at the. I, I don't really know what it was about, but it, I, like Ronaldo kind of sulked off a little bit. Ronaldo sulking, no way. <laughs> but as in, um, like Andrew Townsend, I think was kind of linked to it. I'm not really sure. Or you think there's been a bit of disrespect? Well, he was patting him in the back and all sorts. So along with Andros gone over saying Ronaldo trying to swap shirts and yeah, he's gone straight down, not having it one yeah, bit. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, like you know, when, when so I, th- I think we're finally getting back to the stage of possibly um, calling Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to account. Um, as Man United manager, no, you no, can't do that. He has no excuse now. Um, you can't do that. <laughs> like, How dare you even like, like, think? Be, like, like when Everton scored, you know, like they're getting bounced off the ball. Like, you know, you don't lose that 50 50 in a Sunday league game, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> no, just, especially not a Premier League level, you know. And then Pog was on the bench, and you're just like, you know, what's happening here? Like, yeah, it was bizarre, the entire thing, especially after midweek where, you know, you're coming off a last-minute winner, everything yeah. should be buzzing, you're yeah. playing Everton, and we said last week, Everton haven't played anyone yet. Yeah. And they come to Old Trafford, and Ollie puts out sort of, it wasn't, it wasn't a B team, but a lot of first-team players were on the bench. One other thing that's brutal, and we need to bring it up, are Manchester United fans 
Which is in general? No, it's it's this Comic-Con crowd that have developed at Old Trafford. Pardon? There's there's a crowd of Man United fans, I don't know if you saw after the game midweek, that after the game finished, go outside and just start doing the Ronaldo celebration outside Old Trafford. What, what just like a whole load of them? Just a whole load of them circle up and go, whoa, and then do the celebration. I'm not really about Ban- that. Football banning orders for the lot of them. This is right up there. It's As an absolute disgrace. <laughs> I haven't seen this. Honestly, it makes you want to throw up. I thought, oh, honestly, it, it's like it's like people in their thirties who go to Comic Con with like Star Wars lightsabers and pretend to fight each other. That's I, what they, the slots do. There's a lot of excitement about Ronaldo, but you know, and they I just get have it. to tone it down. Yeah, yeah, completely get it. Like this guy's their hero. You know, he's gone off and set the world alight. You know, turned into. An absolute superstar, one of the two best of all time. But come on. Yeah. Let's not start dancing about outside the ground. No, uh, no, totally. Um, and, and one person who I reckon we'll see by the end of the season, that's Rio Ferdinand. Have you heard the way Rio's been getting on recently? <laughs> been getting on my wick. Yeah, Rio, Rio struggles to um, like not show his biases. It's not even that. It's like the whole, like, after every game, he's like, oh, Cristiano's just text me. <laughs> yeah, he loves talking about who he's texting. Yeah, yeah, he, he loves just the fact that Ronaldo remembers who he is. It's like we don't, we don't care. <laughs> I thought big, um, uh, well, young uh, Anthony Gordon looked looked alright uh, for everyone. I, I, I respect when players come into massive games and do all right when they're very young so fair play like again he's just like an ordinary looking bloke he he is the biggest bloke looking bloke i've ever (laughs) i've ever seen play Premier league football like if you're like a scout watching this kid you're gonna forget it he's so easily forgettable yeah (laughs) yeah it's like oh yeah he played uh i think it's the hair i'm not sure yeah it looks a bit like you to be honest it's it's the whole vibe (laughs) off and cheers for that actually i'm down there like i know i know you like to be more like billy gilmore but you you actually look really similar to this guy well that's been taken out (laughs) (laughs) one person will definitely not be seeing the rest of the season chris uh james rodriguez yeah i mean what a joke like he's got the move he wanted i'm sorry like honestly find his way across the Qatar isn't it honestly like you know I don't know when down we were after him whether he gave him a chance or not but like like come on man I mean like I, I'm pretty sure he's like barely 30 you know I, I he's one of these people could be any age he's just been around forever nothing yeah. would surprise me uh just just a real random story about Man United you didn't see the the story about the United fan from over here Chris who has got this suspension (laughs) from Old Trafford lifted I did see that Billy and I have to say like how how does that happen like so for people that don't know this the story here is that uh, a guy from Northern Ireland Ryan Butler is his name had made a derogatory (laughs) remarks on social media and uh, Man United had sent him an email saying, you're no longer welcome at Old Trafford, you know, complete ban, the whole thing. The interesting thing about it is this guy, Mr. Butler, has, from County Armagh. <laughs> so, of course, this guy emailed to say that he doesn't have social media. So how could it have been him? Oh, my days. And Man United apparently were unwilling to give him any information that they didn't, that wasn't in a certain screenshot they had sent them. But after so long and after such a fight, he's finally got the ban removed. 
but now he says he has like mixed feelings about supporting the club over the way they treated him. Yeah, that I mean, like that is a complete farce. Um, I rightly so that has been overturned. I mean, it doesn't take much. Like you know, <laughs> you know, if you're going to ban someone for life to kind of do a little bit of yeah, well, just, maybe we should make sure it's the right guy. You know, yeah. <laughs> or some some poor guy from Armagh who doesn't even have a thing. Yeah, he's getting random emails from not, the club. Not about that one bit. <laughs> so yeah from a from a guy who's allowed back in the one guy who won't be allowed back in well we might see him in like a year's time whenever Watford re-sack people uh, but but Cisco Chris it, I mean first, like, first casualty like, I, I, this was always going to happen wasn't it like no doubt about I, mean, it. I, I, I just <laughs> I mean fair enough he got them promoted I just, I'm just so confused as to why he was the guy before um, maybe because they knew like he would just accept this yeah, he probably used the type would roll over. Probably like didn't even have a clause in his contract. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what Watford want. I mean, I think Ranieri, despite how he was at Fulham, um, I think uh, that's a pretty good, um, you know, replacement with the, the mixed international nature of that of that side. And I'm told that he actually did a really good job at Roma and Sampdoria. Apparently, after Fulham uh, as well. So um, I don't know what to make about it because well, surely Ranieri can't care. Like the 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 issue with Cisco here was I'd never even bothered to learn who this guy was. Yeah, there's just no point. <laughs> and like, could you name the guy? So Nigel Pearson got sacked um, like the match before the end of the last season. You remember? Yeah, uh, when they went down, uh, when they were still up. Um, can you name the manager who was in between Nigel Pearson and Cisco Munoz? It's bound to have been Kike, was it? No, that was a random Serbian guy. So there you go. <laughs> um, so it, it's just it's just the way Watford do things. It's just such a bizarre football club. Uh, like, do you reckon like even the players bother to learn the manager's name? Because <laughs> I, I, I'm looking forward to this week's uh, Ben Foster vlog. Oh, whenever Ben walks in, going, "Love my food," I, and I, then yeah, like I, the chairman comes in, going, "Lads, need just to sit down." The manager's out. But, but of course, Leeds are back now. Really, um, Leeds finally got their their first win. Yeah, so so which means we're now we're now back into a four way race for going down. Um, well, so. yeah, because there's now four teams who don't have a win. Now, looking at the table, we know Norwich are down. You know, absolutely, Norwich are down. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the other teams without a win, one's Newcastle. <laughs> always down there. Which I don't, yeah, they're always down there, but I'm still convinced once Callum Wilson comes back, they're okay. <laughs> That's the thing, will, like, will he ever come back? You know, he, just, he tends to just be injured every every week. Yeah, which kills fantasy teams of mine, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, above that's Burnley, who every season, this happens every year, where oh, Burnley don't yeah. win a game for, yeah. until like December and then mm-hmm. stay up. Mm-hmm. So they're no bother. And then above that, Southampton. Yeah, and uh, Southampton, they're a weird one. And Southampton are a bizarre one because they're not winning games of football, but you look at the team and you go, "There's, there's talent here." Well, it's, it's when Adam Armstrong starts to actually score goals. I think they'll, they'll start to like that. That's kind of their problem at the minute. Yeah. Um, but I have to say, really, um, kind of just bouncing around here. Um, how, like, how much up there is Burnley versus Norwich in terms of Premier League fixtures of all time? Like, two sides that you want to see play football. Oh, absolute stinker of a fixture that. Uh, Billy Gilmore on the bench again for Norwich. I mean, uh, just bring him home. 
I'm, I'm so I'm so fed up of it. Since Sal Niguez the other way bring Billy back, he doesn't, he doesn't deserve to be sat there for a nil nil Burnley Norwich for a fight at the bottom of the table. And of course, um, Daniel Fark afterwards said it was a great point. Um, of course, I, 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 mean, I mean, maybe it was, but it still didn't win. I mean, maybe it was. No one watched this. So, <laughs> um, I thought that match was also interesting, Bailey, for the re-debut of Aaron Lennon for Burnley. No way is he still hanging about. <laughs> Aaron Lennon. Aaron Lennon, who um, like was in Europe somewhere, or Turkey or something, last year. Um, and he's, he's come back to Burnley and is playing Premier League football again. Honestly, Deitch will take anyone over 30 with an English <laughs> passport, like, won't they? <laughs> I, I, like, Aaron Lennon was about 21 for about a decade. Uh, <laughs> he's one of them. Like, absolutely rapid. Um, it's the type yeah. of player Deitch loves, just someone who's always been about and, again, has a British passport. Because how, <laughs> why on earth would you look towards the continent for a footballer? Yeah, but, but I mean, in all seriousness as well, though, it, it's brilliant to see that he is playing Premier League football with um, the, the mental health problems he's having. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, is, which is great. But, um, but yeah. Good, good to see him back in the league. But I'm just looking at uh, Watford's next run of fixtures. And oh, I've heard honest, about this. I've heard about I'll this. I'll be honest, Ranieri might be out of the league. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so obviously we've been at the national break coming up to two week break here after the break uh, they're at home to Liverpool away to Everton uh, home to Southampton uh, and then when we hit November where they are away to Arsenal at home to Manchester United away to Leicester and then at home to Chelsea and then after that sorry I've just, I've just clicked December uh, they're at home to Man City <laughs> uh, well as we know Bailey, they'll beat um, Liverpool because they uh, were they the only team to beat Liverpool on the way to them winning the league? Or was the City beat them as well? City did eventually, but they were the only meaningful team to do it. Yeah. Because by that stage, nothing mattered. But honestly, they're going to go 0 for 7 here. And Ranieri's going to be back in Italy for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was chat apparently that he was, he was still in Italy yesterday. And he's just literally just come in this morning. Yeah. He must hate. He's another one of these. I reckon just hates the family. Yeah. <laughs> it's just to like get pulling up sticks and just like getting on a plane oh yeah it's just how quick like this is an old man like he definitely has grandkids yeah i think he's 70 yeah um he's just here for a quick payday um yeah uh so so yeah uh, bernie will stay up as we know but i I thought as well to be fair to norwich there was they've got this guy with like some funky white hair have you seen him he's called norman he was on he was in the who scored team of the week (laughs) But again, an unbelievable it, game from what I could see. Yeah, anything could have happened. I honestly, you could have told me Elon Musk like landed a rocket in the middle of this game, and I wouldn't have tuned in. Um, yeah, apparently he's um, uh, part of this the great new Norway uh, squad, you know, with Hallam and stuff. So um, being, being uh, carried by Big Erling, and he? he was also part of the, um, the, the you know the, the much lauded Brighton uh, transfer. Uh, kind of merry-go-round a couple of years ago so he's in that kind of in that kind of crew for yeah. a play to him but yeah, yeah I don't know who the guy is so I'll, I'll find out whenever they play Chelsea but yeah yeah he'll be back in the championship soon enough uh, <laughs> one team who won't be back in the championship Chris is uh, your your favourite Brentford beating your actual favourite West Ham what a side what an unbelievable <laughs> side um, no uh, fair play to to the old the old Brentford um, they just 
they just they just do everything right. You know, like I'm, I'm pretty sure we we should have won um, just by nature of chances and you know, that kind of stuff. But, mm. but yeah, you're I, thinking I, stats here. You're you're looking like XG. But, but 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 that's that's you know that's the way it goes. Like that's, that's, they, like, that's how like but the thing. Things. Well, the thing is the reason actually the main reason why they always are in a position to win matches is because they do not concede goals in football matches. No, they're very good at that. To be so, fair, yeah. So which... like because of that, they're always in a chance of winning. Um, but yeah, that was that was pretty much our strongest eleven. So, um, well, actually, it was. So yeah. So well, that's the thing. I want to know at what stage can we discuss the narrative that is West Ham can't play Thursday, Sunday. Well, uh, well, I mean, I, I mean, I think since we were in it until the uh, last kick of the ball, I, I would say let's hold off on that a little bit. Plus, as we know, Billy, the quality of the size that we have so far played. In the Europa League, um, I'm not sure it really took much out of the players, to be honest. But, but like, it's it's not about the quality of side you play. It's just all about that travel and that mindset. That's what? what's killed other teams. Well, it's happened. I've seen Chelsea go through it. I've seen Arsenal go oh, through it. Totally. I, I, mean, we, I mean, we have no excuse since we travelled a grand total of zero miles uh, this week. Um, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. The, the mindset <laughs> just of playing that yeah. standard of opposition. You know, you switch off a bit. You, yeah. lose, you lose a day. No, I, I, I can I can tell you right now that Brentford would absolutely smack Rapid Vienna. Uh, um, so uh, yeah, uh, well, but yeah, the way they're going, they could end up in it next year. <laughs> like they're, they're just, not looking too bad at all. They're just yeah, they're just they're just very good. Um, big Thomas Thomas Frank is just he's just it is no. absolute element right now. And uh, as we discussed last week, and Chris, uh, this guy uh, Wisa. Uh, hit you with a celebration. Yeah, I, actually, I, I, that was kind of not really about the fact that it was him that scored the winner, to be honest. Um, no, well, I was all about it because after what you said last week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, yeah. He's, I, I was yeah. delighted to see him go down. Yeah, and like, it's interesting as well because like, you would have no idea, Billy, but he was actually one of their summer signings. But you don't know this because we don't know any of Brentford's players. Couldn't tell. Honestly, yeah. like put anyone out the weekend, and I'd be like, yeah, that's that's a Brentford player. Yeah, um, they're just they're all going to just fit in nicely, do do a job, and probably get a win. Yeah, and uh, just just on like a a fan though, Chris, how are you finding the Thursday and then hitting that like no man's land that is the two o'clock Sunday fixture that's not televised? How are you finding that? Yeah, I. So I I was taken aback. I was like, why is it only Crystal Palace Leicester? Um, I yeah. didn't realize I wasn't able to watch uh, the team. So that was that was uh, that was um, a new thing for me. But uh, to be fair, I'm able to watch them more than ever because they were big league. To, to be fair, so um, well on the on, onto my team down in the background was shouting fuck's sake, Martin Atkinson. What are you doing to me? <laughs> Martin uh, Atkinson. Listen, we brought him up last week in the Clattenburg thing. Clown. Listen, regardless of Martin Atkinson, right, Billy, I'm just so confused. What is going on here? Why why were the two players that were stood out, Ruben Loftus-Cheek and Ross Barkley? What's, well, what's is, going on oh, here? Like You said it a moment ago about Brentford uh, slap the Europa League and slap Rapid Vienna. I quite like that San Miguel has come in from a team that won La Liga last season. And has found himself sixth in the pecking order behind a guy who got relegated with Fulham and <laughs> a guy who couldn't cut at Villa. Solny Gaze has been linked to Man United for honestly about ten, like eight years every summer. 
I well, mean, so like I'm the fact he never he, made the move. The, like we all know about Ruben Loftus Cheek, but he was like he wasn't good at Fulham. Like, but so a lot of this was brought up by like a lot of Chelsea fans and journalists on Saturday after the game, and everyone said this that he wasn't good at Fulham, and I completely agree. He didn't really kick on there. Yeah. The same thing happened the season he was at Palace and then the season after he came back to Chelsea under Sarri and had an unbelievable season. Yeah, that was like the world he got into the World Cup squad. Yeah, um, I think he, I think it's just the colour blue. I don't think like down at Fulham, it it was just getting match fitness again, obviously coming back from the Achilles injury, it was just a nightmare for everyone. And he got sort of 25, 30 games at Fulham, which is good. And he's come back and he's the same player he was under Sarri, taking on people, being brave on the ball, great touches. Yeah, he, ha- he has everything. In the pitch. No, like, he, he, like he has everything to be an unbelievable footballer. It's just the consistency. Yeah. Yeah, just complete Rolls Royce of a player. So he is. Yeah. I just, again, just want him to get the head down, keep training well, look after himself and just get that run of games. Because unfortunately, what's going to happen here is is going to come back. Kante's going to come back from his 100th injury this year and he'll drop down the pecking order again. But at the moment, you can't really drop him. No, he's doing good. And and also, um, good to see, well, not for me and my fancy football teams, but um, Ben Chilwell is back. Chile. Chile's back. Love to see it. Um, what an uh, afternoon for Chile. I, th- I think that was possibly the best use of goal line technology in a while because like, if you, like, when you watch that live, no way, that's a goal. There was another one this weekend. Can't remember for life of me what game it was in, but it was very similar where the goalkeeper was going backwards, parries it out, and as you say, 10 years ago, would never have been given. No. But that goal only comes about from a good Mason Mount sort of cross in. Uh, Lukaku then hits the post as Pelicueta hits the same post. And then Chilwell hits it in, thinking that it's been saved. Yeah. And Chelsea continue to play, and then the ref got Andre because it wasn't his decision; it was technology had to do it. Made the correct decision for one of the few times this afternoon. Yeah, and uh, it was a shame that big, big James James Ward Price had to get sent off. Well, what's your view on that? Oh, I, like, I don't think it necessarily needed to be. A red card. I go like like either way. I was kind of like ugh, kind of shrugged my shoulders. I was like, it's just a. He's, he's trying to get the ball. You know, he like, is trying to get the ball, and I don't think there's any intent. But he just leaves himself open to that interpretation. It, it was more the angle of like a crab that Jorginho was in that kind of didn't really help. Which no, the way was. Jorginho fell over was so funny. The way his body folded in half. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of caves in on himself. But, um, but yeah. We'll, we'll talk I, I, about yeah. the main VAR incident, Chris, because this was a shambles from Atkinson. For yeah, I, I'm trying to think what you're. What you're I, I don't know what you're referring to. What is it? The yeah, the, the Timo Werner goal that he disallowed. Uh, so yeah, uh, there's a point in this game where Azpilicueta puts a bit of pressure on Kyle Walker Peters. Fowler or not? Oh yes, gets yes, the ball, yes, continues yes. on, crosses the ball into the box it doesn't go in there is then another cross in at which stage Southampton have fully reset uh, the ball then goes back out to Callum hudson Adoy, who then crosses it in for Timo Werner to put in the net for whatever reason Martin Atkinson decides to go so far back on the VAR that Frank Lampard was still in charge of Chelsea <laughs> whenever he decided to make this decision 
one of the softest decisions I've ever seen. There was 26 seconds, I believe, between the foul and Timo putting the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, that, what, what are we doing? Yeah, that is a, that is a weird one, to be Complete fair. Complete deck. It was the moment that I thought it was going to count, and I was obviously delighted. It was the moment whenever they said, oh, Mike Dean's having a look at this at Stockley Park. <laughs> It's like, well, Mike's going to go back five minutes here, so he is. Yeah, and uh, I, I think as well, um, I'm I'm very impressed with um, Livramento, Billy. Tino, I again. think he is an unbelievable looking player. Again, I think people need to start putting respect on the Chelsea Academy's name, La Cobham. Billy, we all know about Chelsea's Academy uh, and how wonderful it is and how you make like 100 million a year from it. It's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just annoying. Like, and, and how it's creating the next generation of English footballers. Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, I he's, like that. Like, he's yeah. got six lads ahead of him in yeah. the England setup, which was the issue at Chelsea. He was looking ahead of him and Rhys James was there. Yeah. Just tough because, again, this guy, he's a talented player. Absolutely roasted Chilwell. Yeah, yeah, so then I actually, I actually text you saying this is tough to see for Chilwell. You know, he finally mm. gets a Premier League start, and that happens to him. I didn't think we we're going to see the guy until January. <laughs> it's just so lucky that he scored. Yeah, I seen a weird. I don't know if this was a real stat or if this is just Chelsea propaganda, uh, but people have decided or have actually found out Timo Werner has had sixteen goals disallowed by VAR. Well, I, well, that's the way it goes. I'm okay. the, guy, the, guy, the guy's luck just isn't in. Um, yeah, um, yeah, a little bit, yeah. So I, I love the guy like he does. He runs no, the fair off, play. does he, the work. And yeah, yeah. I've, uh, it's very rare do you get fans just so behind one guy, just begging him to put it in the back of the net. Yeah. But but Timo, Timo's that guy. Uh, no, uh, totally. We'll, we'll cover one more game here before we go in the, in the mud because, as we say, we're under tight time. But I'm, I'm wanting to go quickly to Arsenal-Brighton just for a few things around the game. Uh, firstly, I noticed Jack Wilshere's got himself a job. Doing what? He was in the Sky studio. Oh, right. So he was keeping busy. He, he's now the, the Arsenal man in the Sky Sports lineup. Uh, I didn't. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I also noticed. Uh, I said I was going to bring this up throughout the season. Seats at the Amex wasn't full. Well, well of course not. Um, why, why would it be? Yeah, it was pouring down. Yeah, and I'll give them that excuse. A Selhurst Park was another one that wasn't full. Right. Uh, and then yeah, Bright- Brighton won on XG again, Chris, which their Twitter account got a stupid number of likes because they referred to it. I'm sure you're delighted. Well, by. well, regardless of that, it was someone on a match today. They were like, um, they were saying something similar, and like, and the pundits were basically like, "Yeah, but you have to actually score." You know, like notwithstanding the irony that, that this is what I've been saying about Brighton for four seasons. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I, t- I, yeah, they're they're doing well. Um, I think that guy Kukurela looks like an unbelievable signing. Uh, left wing back. I don't know. I think you can get at him. <laughs> See, I think it's well, just because this was Arsenal and Brighton well, were so... Well, of course, top. we've got the, this incredible re-emergence of Shane Duffy as well at the back. Yeah, who, for whatever reason, couldn't cut it at Celtic of all places. Yeah. Just, just couldn't do it up in, up in the Highlands. Well, indeed. And actually, just before we go into um, In the Mud, Billy, um, just to, like, we, we, we don't, we obviously do not, not talk about Premier League football in this podcast, but... I just have to point out to the listeners that if they are, um, you know, fans of football in general, 
they should just know that it looks like so far there's a realistic chance that the Scottish Premiership this year might not be won by Rangers or Celtic. Oh, so just well, just just, just uh, putting that out there, just for people to keep their eyes open. So I think Celtic are currently below Dundee, so uh, that's all know. Absolute shambles up there, but yeah. uh, Rangers will end up winning. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, on the in the mud, and it's been a good week for us. Tell us, Nick, Chris. Um, um. <laughs> <laughs> so this is normally like ref- like kept for sort of referees who have messed up or brothers of famous presenters who have messed up. But this week I'm giving it the Chris Ringland for what he's done to my phone. I feel like we, I feel like we have never, in the mud has never gone to one of us. Um, this is a first. And there, there's been plenty of times where it should have, but <laughs> but this week obviously, and thanks to everyone that listens because we were over the moon. We we, we hit four thousand downloads, <laughs> which is a major milestone. Because yeah. I think we've we've done less than forty podcasts, so it means sort of over a hundred people are listening every week, which to us is mental. Yeah. <laughs> because again, as we say, this is just football related nonsense. Now you aren't doing enough to monetize us, but you're doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing more than all right. Leave the people alone <laughs> after what you've done this week. So because of that, I put up a, a post on Facebook just to thank everyone for that, you know, because it genuinely means a lot to us. And I get a message from Chris about a Facebook sponsorship. I, I thought I'd try to grow the pod. Um... <laughs> right so I can't even find these messages because Zuckerberg's done us this afternoon <laughs> of course yeah, yeah so he has but yeah so I found it here you, you messaged me just saying also I'm waiting to hear from Facebook that we've got a booster ad on for a week to build on 4k which I thought you know grand whatever we'll see where this ends up you know <laughs> that evening I go to sleep, not thinking anything further about it. I'm going, well, Chris may have put up, you know, a sponsorship on our post. If more people might tune in. I wake up the next morning to 560 Instagram notifications. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea what was going on. I click on it. And if people go to our Instagram, whenever it eventually comes back up, you won't be able to see the post that has been liked. And that was like that night 560 times. Right now it's been like 3,861, which is almost as many downloads as this <laughs> podcast has. Um, so yes. <laughs> I really got so confused as to why there's a post that doesn't exist has ended up on our Instagram. So Chris, explain to me what happened on Thursday night. <laughs> Look, I, I just, I thought, right, let's, uh, let's, let's grow the pod. Let's get... Get choose the demographics, all the people that like all the Premier League teams and yeah. West Brom filming Sheffield United from last season <laughs> yeah. and, and the Scottish teams. And, uh, and then I was like, oh, there's an option to tick. Oh, you can do it on Instagram as well. Um, right, which is what confused me because I was like, how on earth did it get from Facebook to Instagram? Was like being on our Instagram? Well, well, so then, well, then what we didn't obviously realize is that <laughs> when you do a sponsored post on Instagram, you can't then find that because it just appears on people's phones randomly. It makes no sense. A, a disproportionately, possibly in one Asian country that won't be named. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to name it because how on earth. <laughs> if you go through and I'm going to like make a video of this I'm just going to scroll down it because every single name is Indian 
Look, we, every we, single one of them. This pod, right? Th- so the reason I like, before before this sponsorship thing, right? This this pod has a surprisingly large following in India. Now, Billy, as as you know, I I've, I've actually have been to India. I know you have. Now, now, I don't think in my time in India I made sufficient connections with the people of India that if I was to make a podcast um, nearly a decade later that um, that people would follow it because I'm doing it. So, but but I, if I'm correct, we possibly get more downloads in India than the Republic of Ireland. So that that's as you need to know. Right. No. So explain this to me because I couldn't understand. Did you click like a button for the advertising India rather than Ireland? No, so, well, I, I chose Ireland as well. I chose Ireland as well. You can choose the countries. So I initially, okay. I initially chose the cities and then I realised you could just choose the entire population <laughs> of these countries. And Facebook informed me that certain countries have rules about this and I oh. thought, well, that sort of makes sense, I guess. Yeah. So we've got the English-speaking world and, Good. and India. <laughs> Um, so, but but the, the worst part about it, Bailey, of course, is that as far as I understand, I don't actually think we've really got any more followers or downloads as a result of the sponsorship. Well, I'll be completely honest with you. <laughs> the amount of likes we've had on that post, as I've said, are around they're over three thousand eight hundred. <laughs> That's a lot of likes. The, the podcast downloads within that time did not go up proportionally to that. <laughs> The, the amount of people that followed that account went up by two. I feel like I should not be in charge of marketing um, <laughs> based on this experience. Honestly, you should see that if for people that don't know on Instagram, whenever you have like a professional account, there's an insights page which shows you sort of the interactions, you know, who's liking this, how many people have commented, how many people have seen, stuff like that. Wow. And it also provides some nice bar charts to show on Monday this many people saw, on Tuesday this many people saw, Wednesday this many people saw. Those bar charts are useless to us now because of what Chris has done over this weekend. Any sort of comparison you can make to what we were actually achieving has been blown out of the water. This is like when when you go and like a, like a like a walk up the moorings or something, and it disproportionately affects your Fitbit, uh, and there's no recovery. No, exactly. Every graph we have is completely done, and it's done by a post that doesn't appear. <laughs> well, I I have to say to to those who do listen to this podcast from India, like thank you. Um, it's good to have you on board. If you could tell your friends about the pod, that would to be actually fun. follow it and download it, that would that would be great. Yeah, because I'm I was ready to lose my mind. I had to turn off notifications. <laughs> so for all, like I don't know I'm, I don't know when I'm safe to turn them back on because I told I, I'm genuinely have seven. Thursday or Friday morning, I woke up and I was like, what on earth has happened? I was like, why has like one of our clips just blown up randomly? And then... it's, like, it's like Timothy Chalamet over again. Yeah. And then you tell me, oh no, I clicked a button to promote the pod in India. <laughs> yeah, so, that, so there there we are. Yeah. Well, can I just ask quickly before we go any further uh-huh. wrap this up? Uh-huh. Is this costing us money? 
It may do. It may do. I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be charged to you. So don't don't you worry, Billy. Uh, but um, <laughs> yeah. Oh my days! Like this is killing me. Today of all days, I can't access Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> Listen, I, 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 I thought I was. I thought I was doing it. I a good thing for the point. And maybe I will in the long run. But um, yeah. So. Thank well, you, thank you for all our our legs as a result of it. Well, I think the the only way to go here is for us to follow every single one of those three thousand oh, plus accounts. Oh, we're not doing that, are we? And see we're how not. many follow back. No, we're, we're, we're not doing that. Oh <laughs> uh, well, what what a week! Yeah. If we can get another like three thousand actual likes on a post, ah, uh, get get it downloaded, <laughs> get a like, yeah. So it is, yeah. It takes some, it would take some turnaround. <laughs> So, what a time to be alive. But yeah, as we say earlier, genuinely thanks to everyone that does download. Unfortunately, we're off for two weeks for uh, the Wait. Nations League final. <laughs> Is that actually what's happening? That's actually happening next weekend. I, could, I thought it was that? a joke. Uh, Italy must be in it. Uh, and then it's three others. Right. Genuinely don't know. I just saw on right. Sky this morning that it's England are uh, no, the way Southgate was naming his team, he was bringing along some injured lads to go to left the tournament. <laughs> he tried to bring along Reese James, who Tickle described as, I was surprised. I thought he was bringing them to play water polo. So, yeah. so anything, what were you planning for your free weekend, Chris? Of oh. football, Not having to stress about European action on a Thursday and then two o'clock kickoff on the oh, Sunday. Oh, goodness, yeah, I, I, I don't know. We might, well, let's see when, when Northern Ireland are... They're crucial World Cup qualifiers, yeah. Would not recommend. <laughs> uh, but listen, big Liam Boyce is tearing it up for Heart of Midlothian, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, whatever you say, I just have to believe it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be watching the Formula One. Oh, is that well? Yeah, yeah. So as exciting as that is, but yes, as we say, we're, we're off for two weeks. I have no idea what way dates are going at the moment because it's now Monday night we're recording this so I'm all over the show but we'll be back at some stage we'll be back to review actual football yeah. and if I bother to watch the Nations League I'll let you all know how that went <laughs> indeed P.S. thanks everyone again and we'll see you in like two weeks-ish